Before the truth will set you free, it'll piss you off before you find a place to be. You're gonna lose the plot, too late to tell you now. One ear and right out the other one, cause all you ever do is chant the same old mantra. There you go. Screwed <laughs> up the last, the timing of the last line was off. That's no, by, uh, it was solid, that, man. That's mantra by Bring Me the Horizon, man. Thanks, bro. love the line. Thanks, before man. Before the truth will set you free, it usually pisses you off, right? So, oh. Tom, man, I'm so <laughs> excited to have you on the show, man. I'm really, really excited to have you on the show. I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be a great conversation, and I'm just going to let everybody know. And we're going to talk some real shit today. We have to. There you go, man. I'm excited. I appreciate you having me. You've been talking a lot of real stuff for a long, long time, and I'm so glad that um, that you, you've done this, that you're building this, that you're working this, and I'm sure that you're hearing it every single day from all kinds of contractors all over sharing the same things that you and I and everybody else that gets into this lovely industry go through. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's a battle out there, man. You know, I think uh, small business owners in general face certain challenges, as we all know, entrepreneurs do. But then you add the contracting element. I think it gets a little more complicated. And I think there's a little little more to weed through than the average business. Talk so. about talk about some hard boots on the ground mentality yeah. and everything. Like yeah. that. So let me do a quick shout out. Uh, I'm wearing Joe's uh, tee. I'm wearing tip top exteriors he's doing some great work siding all kinds of stuff i'm loving his latest videos that he's doing where he's sharing all kinds of little tips and tricks and uh it's all good even though he's a dewalt guy i'll leave it at that all right everyone knows how i feel about dewalt so no it's all good keep up the great work joe thanks so much and then uh obviously i've got tim reber in the show here uh the contractor fight you can find it through the contractorfight.com you can find him on instagram at uh real tom reber uh on instagram also you're probably yeah you're on tiktok as well too yeah, be. I'm somewhere on there. I Everywhere. think you'll TikTok find. TikTok and I have a love-hate relationship, so you know it's uh, join the it's club. Join the club, more but more also hate, you can but, find them on yeah. sellunafraid.com. Um, I wanna like I, I like having themes, Tom, for for shows, yeah. and I I want this to be basically like a wake up show. I want you mm -hmm. to a lot of trades, a lot of contractors sometimes keep building the exact same thing and not realizing that they're building the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. How do we get contractors to start building better for themselves? Not because they're so stuck in their ways with building better for their clients, but they ignore building for themselves. So I know that you've got a lot of stuff going on. I know you talk about numbers. I know you talk about your, your battlegrounds. I know you talk about programs, all kinds of this, all valuable information, right? Mm -hmm. Where do you begin? When you got either the new kid on the block or the old school guy on the block, where do you begin? Owning your crap. I mean, it's it's the the very first fundamental thing that that um, you got to do if you want to be successful, right? I mean, you can't. We all have a place that we want to be in. We're all in a current situation, and we're in our current situation based on the choices that we've made. That's. That's how we all get where we're at, wherever you happen to be right now. And, um, you know, you can't fix things if you don't know where you're at. Yeah. And, and so we talk a lot about owning your crap and, you know, the contractor fight, you know, the name of the company was, was based upon the six inches between your ears. It's, you got to win the fight between your ears before you win all the math and all the marketing and the messaging of business and stuff. Um, and I just see, um, I see so many people unwilling to put their ego aside um, yep. yeah, and, and it's a natural thing for all of us. You know, we all want to look good. We all want to feel good about ourselves and, 
and, you know, be impressive. And, and this isn't owning your crap. Isn't like beating yourself up for the rest of your life, but it's just going, you know, listen, I'm, I suck at business because, and don't say because I suck at marketing. That's why do you suck at marketing? And then go deeper again. Why do I suck at that? Oh, oh, I'm lazy. That's what it is, right? So it's, um, or why am I not making any money in my business? Oh, well, customers are cheap. Well, that's BS because you have no control over the customers. I don't care what's happening in the economy. I don't care who's in the White House. Uh, I don't, I really don't care about your competitors. I care about you and how you choose to show up every day. And when you look in the mirror and go, I'm going to do the things that I'm responsible to do each and every day to move forward, despite the adversity and the circumstances that hit us or hit me, uh, I'm going to find a way to win. And so owning your crap is always a character issue. It's not circumstantial. You know, Tom, when I, when I hear, sorry, sorry, when I hear you say all about everybody and I've heard this before. It's because of this. It's because of clients. It's because of the economy. Yeah. It's because of government. It's government. All this. You know what I hear? I hear just pure excuses. Because if you're, anybody you're, has taught us anything mm-hmm. in life mm-hmm. is you've had other more difficult situations with far less and people prosper far more. So stop with the excuses. Yeah. You, um, the minute you put your success, uh, the responsibility for your success outside of you personally, you become a victim. Yeah. And I just refuse to be a victim and, and, you know, victims don't do well in our world, that mentality. And this isn't to say that things aren't going to be tough. There, everybody's going to have the same playing or field conditions, right? I mean, if my football team's playing your team and it rains and there's six inches of mud, we're both playing in the same mud, right? Yes. So find a way to fricking win and, um, and, and quit bitching about, you know, all the other garbage that's going on, you know, the, the victims are, they're going to be the ones that are going to be left at the end of this thing at the end of their career with nothing to show for all the hard work they put in. And nobody um, wants to be in that so, situation, right? Like you yeah. don't, everyone is passionate about construction. Everyone loves every, every, the, the reason you got into this industry because of the love. And at some point you lost the love, whether or not you thought we're, are, we're doing well, we're hiring, we got a lot of jobs, but are we really making money? And you get a lot of people who don't wanna face the music and realize that maybe we're not making as much money as we think we're making or as we should be making. Well, you're, you know, the, the second you print off your little homemade business card and say, Bob's painting, Joe's carpentry, whatever you're calling your business, you have now forfeited the right to be a craftsman first. Yeah. Okay. So now, all the craftsmen that are listening to this, you're all probably getting butthurt going, my work speaks for itself and all the, listen, if your work spoke for itself, if everyone's work spoke for itself and high quality craftsmanship was all that it took, then why are, why are, why is the average contractor making 50, 60 grand a year and has half a million dollar worth of debt, right? And they given up their hobbies, they're fat and out of shape. They have no personal discipline. Their marriages are a wreck. You know, they're, typing at their computer to at 11, 12 o'clock at night, negotiating against themselves before they send a proposal and all this other garbage, because you haven't committed to be a, a craftsman of building your business first. Yes. Craftsmanship is important. I, I love, you know, I come from the painting world. I, I love a, a beautiful finish as much as anybody else does, but truly the only reason your business exists and there's part one and there's one a and one b one a you have you own a business to meet a need that's part a part b of number one is you own a business to make a shit ton of money when you fulfill part a 
that's it. And too many contractors, man, are, are, um, they're insecure about making money. They bitch about not having it, but then they say things, well, you know, I got to price my work to the going rate or I have to be fair to my customers yet true. all the time. Like most of the, most of the contractors listen to this are good men and women who would lay in traffic for their clients. Yeah. They will stay up late. They will work late. They will bend over backwards. But in the process of doing that with all these good intentions, they end up stealing time, money, and memories from their families yeah. and from themselves. And so, you know, number one, like we said, you got to own your crap. Number two, you got to get real about being a business owner. Are you going to own a business or are you going to play, play business hobby shit here? And, um, you know, I mean, dude, when, when you get this right, here, here's the thing that people don't understand. When you get this right and you're making the money that you deserve for the quality of work that you bring in, the experience that you're giving, not only does your quality go up, the experience you give your clients goes up, all right? Uh, the quality of people that you recruit into your world goes up all because money. Money makes a lot of good things happen in the world. And it's uh, I ha it's it's laughable how many times I've had this conversation where People are so insecure about making money because they think money's evil. Money's a tool, just like your saw is, just like a paintbrush is. It's a tool. It is a tool to help you do bigger and better things in the world. To I mean, you can't, I, dude. I was talking to a guy. Um, I was, I don't know why this came back to me. It's been a couple of years. His goal was he wanted to build these tiny homes communities for for uh, uh, homeless veterans. Okay. Okay. Great. Very noble thing. Yeah. And I know most of the people listening to this want to use their skills and their talents and abilities to help make the world a better place in their communities and this and that. Great. Problem is, if you don't make fucking money, you can't do that. Nope. All right. You can't do it. And this guy was premature in that. He was trying. He was like a charity organization. All the while, his own businesses, his own family were starving. And he, his debt was growing, but he's like, well, but I'm helping my community. I'm like, dude, success is an inside out game. It starts with you. You have to get oxygen first for you. And I, I'll say this right now. And um, I apologize in advance if you get hate mail for don't ever have this guy on your show again. You know, you have but to he, read hate mail for me to be yeah, offended yeah, by that's it. That's right. Here's <laughs> the deal. Uh, whenever I say this, I, I get a bunch of butthurt people complaining. All right. If you have been in business as a home improvement contractor, owning your business for more than three years, and you're not making two fifty a year in your pocket, I think you're fucking up. I I okay? agree. With I think you. you're a shithead. You're a shithead. You're not trying. I'm not saying you're not working hard. I'm saying you got the ladder leaned on the wrong wall. You're 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 climbing the wrong priorities here in your life and in your business the number one rule of business is don't mess with the money yeah now don't mistake that for me saying like people are like well i care about people you you can make a lot of money and care about people and your customers and do the right thing and be a person of integrity you can do all those things the way we do it in the fight is we go what does it cost you this is how we fix the money in like 20 days man like right now those listening do this on your next bid. You figure up with your handy daddy little ink stick and a piece of paper or your software or whatever you got. If the job's going to cost you 10 grand to produce in the field, your cost, it's what you get to write, what you get to pay to do Mrs. Jones's project, material, labor, permits, rental equipment, whatever you got to get, right? Say it's 10 grand times at least two, sell it at a 20 grand or more. 
do that. Just do that. And I promise you, you'll make another hundred grand in the next six months. All right. Because most contractors are all insecure. They don't know their numbers. They don't understand the impl implications of a higher gross profit. And what I just did there by the multiplier of two, you guys, that's a 50% gross profit. That's yep. the standard we shoot for it. Dude, it's why, you know, I got a guy come to me doing 300 grand a year and losing money, losing 10, 12 grand a year, literally paid himself less than $20,000 a year. Within one year, he was doing 2.7 million at a 50% gross profit. Year two, he's doing 3.4. As a general contractor, subcontracting everything out. So if you if some some people are a little are going, wait a minute, that means he's doubling his subs numbers. Yes, he's doubling his subs numbers and selling it because he's focused on the three pillars of being a true business craftsperson. All right. Number one, you got to have confidence in your numbers. Number two, you got to know how to sell unafraid, yep. differentiate and connect emotionally with your prospects, unlike anyone else will. And number three, you need to be focused on getting the right eyeballs and being attractive to the people who are happy to pay the higher prices for the better experience. You get those th three things down, everything's easier in the business and it can happen fast. And that's another thing I love about the trades, Manny. We're not um, back way back in the day. I used to coach some personal trainers and chiropractors and different types of businesses and this and that. Um, you want to make another hundred grand as a personal trainer? You know how many how many how many things you got to sell at seventy five bucks an hour or whatever their sessions are yeah. back back at the time when they were doing before the online thing was big. With a contractor, you make a two three percent shift in a sales price, average job size, being a little more efficient in the field. You got another hundred grand like that because the job sizes are so big, the chunks of money are huge. So when contractors really commit to being a craftsman of their business, it's mind blowing how quickly this happens. Now, now the time's going to pass. What are you doing with the time? Are you working on your numbers? Are you working on your sales skills? Are you working on being a better marketer? And when I say being a better marketer, doesn't mean you don't outsource this stuff, but you have to be the champion of your marketing in your company. You have to know who your ideal client is and what messages need to that really resonate. You have to put this work in just like you put in the work to learn the skills in the field. Yep. It's no different here. And there's a, what do they say? There's four, four levels to learning a new skill. Okay. This is kind of a tongue twister. The first level is unconscious incompetence. Okay. All right. You suck and you don't know it. That's why you're waking up right now going, man, you know, I just, I did 30 grand in revenue this month. I put it in the bank and there's nothing in the bank account, right? You're just ignorant to it because you haven't put the time in to learn your numbers, Yep. yep. right? You don't know how money works in a business. Well, then you start paying attention a little and then you move to conscious incompetence where, hey, I suck, but at least I know it and I can work on it. And then as you continue to put reps in, just like an athlete going to the driving range or whatever, shooting free throws or going to the fire. I'm Marine Corps guy. You know, you go to the rifle range and you practice hitting the target and you put in the reps. It's no different with your business. Then you reach level three, which is conscious competence. Hey, I'm pretty good at this, but I have to think about it. And then the fourth level is mastery. That is unconscious competence. That's the guitarist shredding a solo on stage Okay, leaning over talking to the sound man because he's been here so many times. Yeah. His his body can't help but do it. You can't help but but be at that mastery level because you put the time in. It's just like 
a carpenter listening to this or a painter, you guys, you, you go through half the day, you do this gorgeous work and you're not even all there focused every minute of the day on. I don't mean like you're not focused. What I'm saying is you could do it in your sleep. That's what we're after when it comes to being a business craftsperson. But you have to put the reps in job cost. And I mean, there's five, 50 things I could talk about how to do that. But, you know, that's where it gets into. But I mean, there's a lot. So, Tom, I no, no, I appreciate you. You just <laughs> jamming the beginning of this show this way. I want to ask you, um, do the majority of tradespeople out there attract the scope of our business? And what I mean by that, are we attracting the clients and the scenarios that are keeping our business down? Are we subconsciously doing that? Yeah, there's um, well that well, there's a lot to unpack there. That's a great question, by the way. That's one of the I, best I get that almost in every I've single ever, show, Tom. I've ever been asked? <laughs> you know, Manny, you 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 deserve an attaboy, man. That's Thanks, man. Answer. I appreciate it. I I've done over twelve hundred podcasts on my own show, and and. And so I'm very familiar with asking questions and that's a great question, man. So, um, I've never stopped at my tracks. Wow. That's really good. Now it's um, your duty to answer it. Yeah. We get, I'm, I'm going to dance around this a little, cause it, it, like I said, there's a lot to unpack. Yeah, All right. Do it. It's not just a simple answer. I think, um, now, if you've listened this far into the show, you probably get the sense that I'm not a woo-woo guy, no. okay? So I'm not a woo-woo guy. However, I believe that energy and focus and vibrations and all those things are very important, yeah. okay? And so I believe, number one, like it or not, each one of us right now in this moment is putting out a vibration. It's either positive or negative, all right? So the stories we tell ourselves, it's hard to make money, uh, the story I told myself for years, Reber's never make money. Okay. We're not those people, you know, people who make money are, are, are scumbags. They had to rip somebody off to get it or whatever it is. Right. All my customers care about is money. I can't sell at higher prices because of the illegals or the unlicensed guy. Every time we self-talk something, it's creating a vibration. All right. I can't find employees. Nobody wants to work. That's self-talk. Um, we get what our, our, our brains are wired to attract what we're most familiar with. Okay. So I believe if you're thinking to yourself, people are cheap is an example. Nobody wants to spend money. You can't raise prices. Those are the types of people you are going to attract because we always get more of what we focus on. Yep. All right. And I'm not talking like you sit in your room and go, you know, I can make more money and I can make more money. You still have to put in the work and put in the reps. So again, there's, there's a line here, but start with that energy you're putting out. Um, number two, we typically sell in the manner of which we buy. Yes, we do. Yes. We All right. Do. I'm going to say, I'm going to ask a question to the audience and we're not going to hear their answers because they're not here live with us, but how much is a lot of money? It's different for everybody. Exactly. My point is everybody just thought of a number. Yeah. Okay. Um, somebody might've thought hundred bucks. Somebody might thought 500 bucks. Somebody might've had a shit ton more zeros behind their number. Okay. If, and so what happened, what I used to do, I, I could just share from my experience. Um, 
come from the painting industry. I remember working up bids. This one in particular, this happened hundreds of times. This one in particular, for some reason, it was like 12,200 bucks. And I'm sitting there going, huh, that's a lot of money to paint that. They're never going to go for that. We've been there. All of us have been there. Right. So what did I do? I negotiated against myself. I'm like, if I could just bring it under 12 grand, then it'll look better. Like, this is the story yeah, I'm telling myself. Yeah. So I think I sent it for 11.8 or 11.9. I hit send. I woke up the next morning. The guy goes, he goes, sold. It's, it's half of what we thought it was going to be. This is awesome. They were expected to pay over $20,000 for the thing I sold at 11.9 after. Okay. And so this, so most contractors that I've dealt with until they get to a point where they're finally done and they're ready to plant their flag and live a different life, right? Most have this, this reek of desperation about them when it comes to selling. Yeah. Like I got to get this job. I got it. You know? And so I think we attract that. But when you show up in those areas that I said before, I know who my ideal client is. I know my damn numbers. I know how to connect with another human being and ask the right questions, create an emotional connection that differentiates from all my schmuck competitors that just go out, measure shit and go, I got to go work it up. And then they hide behind an email and send it three days later, if they send it at all, yeah. instead of, you know, we, we teach to actually have that conversation on the phone before you go meet with somebody with confidence. People are, again, you put confidence in that right energy into the world. People are attracted to confident people. They want to be around winners. So you know, out of every 100 leads that comes in, maybe 15 to 20 of them are your ideal client. Yeah. But those ideal clients are going to make you a millionaire in the next three years. Okay, You don't have to get them all. You got to get the right ones. And the right people will be attracted to you when you show up confident and on fire, knowing who you are, owning your crap. I'm a business person first. Yes, I love my people. I love my customers. We're going to deliver a red carpet experience, but this is what it costs period. And you plant your flag like that, I think good things come back. So um, I think another reason that we attract shitty clients or what we perceive to be shitty clients, and that there's, there's two parts of that too. <laughs> like, I think people blame the leads when they need to blame themselves for being a crappy salesperson. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number one, so push that aside. But number two, if you're genuinely attracting cheap buyers, you have to look at the messages you're putting out to the world. All right. If you show, I mean, simple messages like, do you answer the phone? Yeah. When you answer the phone, how do you answer the phone? Um, what is the, when people pull up your website and your social media, is there continuity? Are you sending a message that you're like, in, one of my, uh, one of my buddies said this to me years ago. And I don't know where he got it, but. Are you looking to connect with key decision makers and influencers within the Toronto's built environment? Join more than 10,000 attendees, including Deloitte, RioCan, Broccolini, LedCore, Ellis Don, Multiplex, Colliers, and more at the Building Show taking place November 30th to December 1st. Across three days, the Building Show features countless networking opportunities like Hard Hat Happy Hour, more than 500 exhibitors on the expo floor to source new products from, and educational sessions covering the topics that matter most to you, such as how to run an effective business, high-performance construction projects, and looks into new legislation and changes to the building codes. If that's not enough to convince you, mention code CONSTRUCTIONLIFE when registering and you'll save 10% off your building show pass. Register online at www.thebuildingshow.com. 
people that are buying um, contracting services are generally buying a car, mm-hmm. right? I mean, a lot of them are buying cars and things like that. So you go buy a $70,000 BMW and you go to the website and their social media, what does it look like? It looks like a $70,000 company, meaning for a product. But we're selling a $100,000 kitchen and you go to a shit website that looks like a Yugo. Younger guys don't even know what a Yugo is right now. Right? But <laughs> We do. It's, a, it's, a, it's like or a Pacer or a Dodge <laughs> Dart. Okay. Uh, or you look like Ch- you literally look like Chuck in the truck, but you're telling people that we're high quality. There's a disconnect in the messaging that's going out into the world. You'll lose work. You'll lose right. work because of that. Yeah, you'll lose work because I mean, I had a I had a buddy of mine in the painting industry years ago. Um, he thought he was outrageously pressed on something. He spit out the number, and they said, you know, um, it just doesn't seem like it's enough money. The client's telling him this. The client literally told him that. And and she was amazing. She was a great client that mentored him through this and he never got the job. But she's like, everything you do from your marketing to your vehicles to your website to the way you answer the phone was not a two hundred thousand dollar paint job. Right? She she didn't have a problem with the price. In fact, she, I think she paid like two fifty or three to have the project done with somebody else who actually had their marketing more in line with that sort of a client. Every contractor, many you know this, we're high end. Yeah. We're high end. Luxury. We serve high yes, end. I know luxury. All right, guys, go look at your shit. Look at how you show up. I mean, the number of contractors that show up each day. I because I see them. I hire guys too. If there's a trade that I don't know that I need, and I call a company. I go through this as a consumer too. I've had guys show up to my house with bedhead. I'm like, are you a professional or not? Are you a craftsman of the business or not? I don't care how good you can do the thing. Yeah. All right. We will never know how good you do the thing if we can't get past that first impression. So I think that's where a lot of contractors that like, dude, they'll go out and they'll drop you know, God knows how much money on a tool or a sprayer or the, or, or, you know, a truck with the, you know, freaking mirrors that come out like airplane wings I know. and all this other stuff. I know. And yet they'll bitch about dropping 15 grand on a website and their branding, you know, they, they have no marketing budget. I mean, what does that say about you? Or they don't see you the know? value. Just, they don't see the value attached right. to those things. They don't see the value of communicating with somebody on a digital platform. They don't understand that the majority of our clients mm-hmm. now are not going through Yellow Pages or Yelp or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're going through social media and they want right. to see. They're buying into your personality, your character, who you truly are. Uh-huh. And you have to present that. I 100% agree with you, Tom, about all those platforms. And it has to all connect. I, I'm doing a talk this coming week um, for for a group. I'm, I'm getting on a plane actually tomorrow. Um, and the group is full of guys that are pro, probably probably doing um, an average of twenty million a year. Okay, and my big challenge for them is. I want, I'm, I'm tired of seeing them kind of be satisfied with where they've taken their businesses. Okay. This is kind of a venturing into maybe new waters here, but um, there's so much context y'all don't know, but one of our greatest enemies is we get seduced by our own success. 
And so we got Google ads figured out. So we just go, well, I could sit back on easy street. Now my whole point of the talk, which you brought this up, you brought up social media is um, people buy from people. And so many companies have, they struggle with, with social media. They don't, they don't get money from social media. They don't get the right clients from social media because you don't show us you. Yeah. Okay. Um, dude, when I go on Instagram and I do a selfie, whenever my wife and I would call her the queen, her name is Lee and she's known in our community as the queen. Everyone knows the queen <laughs> and the queen and I, I'll take a selfie and I'll do a post. I did a post. We we're on the way to uh, Canada for an event probably last November. Now I'm trying to think of what it was. And I'm like, the title of the post was she comes with me. And I went on to share how I am unwilling to spend one day away from my wife that I don't need to spend away from my wife, where most people can't, most guys can't wait to get out of town to get away from their ball and chain. Yeah. Okay. Her and I are the right one plus one, which equals not two, but three, mm -hmm. the right one plus one is three. And when we're away, whether it's a day or two, Okay. And when I travel and stuff, there's, there's travel days and this, and that ends up, if it's a one day event, it's three days that we are out of our groove. We're out of our routine. We're out of our system. And, and we know ourselves enough to know that we're stronger together. So I did this whole post dude, and I'm not like some viral posting guy that gets millions of posts or views and things like that. But you know what? That post brought in over $250,000 of revenue of people DMing me going, you know, I've been following you for a while and you post a lot about your family, your kids, you and your relationship with the wife. That's the type of guy I want coaching me. Yeah. And it's the same thing. Um, I have a buddy named Steve Spinelli. He's a commercial painter in Ohio. He did a post on LinkedIn. He went live and he's like, all right, so I tried to get ahead of the game um, by coming in on a Saturday to spray all these door jams. And I came in here today to check them out. He's a big company, but he went as the owner. He's like, I got to help us get a schedule, right? And um, basically he owned his crap on a live on Instagram or I'm sorry, LinkedIn, where he says, I came in here to check what I did yesterday and it's just not up to the standard. So I'm going to sand these down and reshoot them today on a Sunday so that the GC isn't left with his pants down tomorrow waiting on me. And I don't, I don't create disruption in the whole chain here. Right. It's, it's about a minute and a half post that he, he talks about this. What does that post communicate? You could say all you want on your website. We have integrity, right? But when you're actually showing it where you're owning your successes and you're owning your failures, you're showing that you're a real human being. Steve and his company generate over 20% of their annual revenue from social media by being real. Okay. That's, that's what so, it's showing so, you. I mean, it, it's showing that's realism. What it's showing. Yeah. Yeah. You're being real. And that's, that's my biggest gripe is that, so many business owners, so many contractors are like, well, that's business and that's personal. No, you're not Apple. Okay. You're a small business. Small business is you. It is your people. Show us your people. Show us how you're living out your values in your company, that they're not just hanging on the wall in some office that you don't go into ever. Right. And nobody ever sees like, Hey, one of our values here in such and such company is this. And I just want to give a shout out to Dave here today because Dave, knocked it out of the park with this and you know you explain and tell the story you take a picture of dave you're giving dave a gift card or whatever it is on a, on a video you're showing how you love your people that also helps with recruiting by the way all right so all these things like what you put out attracts show us who you are on social media 
And I promise you will make more money as long as you're not showing us your D bag. Right. So, but you, you also know, Tom, that a lot of people, I go back to excuses. You got a lot of tradespeople that I don't have mm -hmm. the time for that. I don't have the time to create that. I don't have the time. Well, the question is, do you have the time to actually build your business? Because that's involving right. building your business now. Gone are the days of 20 years ago of what a contractor was and what a contractor is today. Mm -hmm. You got to embrace every possible avenue, detail, anything that's associated with construction in this industry. You've got to pool and resource and pay attention to what other industries are doing and take that valuable information and bring it into your industry. You got to keep on moving forward with new ideas and trying new things. If you're not doing it, then guess what? Your competition is. Yep. Hey, Manny. Yeah. Did you hit record? Yeah, yeah. No, no, we, we're recording. Yeah, why? Usually, there's usually a little red dot on my no, side. No, no, no. We don't. We don't. No, no. We we don't do. No, no. We don't do Zoom record. All right. We record. Sorry, that was out. That was out of left field. For the show, but <laughs> no, I'm it's all good. Guy. Tom, I'm we doing. I'm like. No, huh. we no. We've been recording this whole thing, man. No, no. We've got our own system here. We've got a studio. We got it all set up. All right, man. We haven't good. missed right. a single it. word, a single all laugh, right. a single good. nothing. There you go. Not at all, but, Tom. It's all good. We've had it. We're back on track now. Good. So listen, we. I'm just trying to look out for you man no no, no 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 no. I, I made that mistake in the past where i'm like i didn't record that no no, no. Anyway. You, you may have seen oh. me look over this way and i'm just looking at angelino who's a sound engineer and she's taking yeah. care of making sure everything's all good there right so no 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 don't great worry job angelina no, no, great no. job she's here you doing go. great here I'll so just, i don't have I'll just time show you. there you go I, that's where it's going on right there, there. you go what's oh, up okay awesome. <laughs> you're you're talking i don't have time right we always we shit time for things that are important to us yeah Right. We, we, you, the, the, the ability of a human being to manufacture time for things that are important to us. So to me, when somebody says they don't have time, um, I'm very empathetic to the, the demands of a business owner, a contractor, all the hats you got to wear, all the things that are going on. I get it, but not everything is equally important. Not everything is a priority. Right now, I'm not saying that all these things don't have to be done in a business, but they don't have to be done by you or there are certain I, I think yeah. whenever again, I'll speak for me whenever I'm not doing the things that I know are important, it's because I didn't assign them a priority. I didn't go into the week going or the month or the year going, no, these are the most important things. These are the daily non-negotiables. All right. And then then everything else fills in around that. It's like back to the family. We we talk a lot in the fight, man, about your marriage and relationships and stuff. Um, I, I had a guy um, literally on the reach out to us the other day on the verge of bankruptcy, multi-million dollar company. He's made a bunch of mistakes, didn't put some basic things into play, whatever mistake many have made and I made in the past, right? He's dumping on me. He's like, what do I do to fix my business? Blah, blah, blah. I said, dude, when was the last time you took your wife out? And it was silence. Yeah. He's like, it's been a while. I said, when's the last time you worked out? It's been a while. Start with those two things. All right. I want you to move your body every day. And I want you to get 10 to 15 minutes a week or a day with your wife. Just the two of you. Doesn't have to be a fancy date. It's not a, you're not going out, sit in the backyard and have a beer. I don't care. Go for a walk, whatever. But if you don't, protect your health and you don't protect your relationships, what good's the business? There's nothing. Right? Yeah. So that's a priority. That is the priority. Your health and your relationships are number one. But 
social media, like I back to that, I don't have time for that. That just says to me that you're you don't understand the necessity of it. Mm -hmm. All right. You will gripe and complain. See, I uh, I have a new book coming out in January. It's called Sell Unafraid. And in one of the chapters, man, I talk, one of my biggest gripes with salespeople, and social media is sales, by the way, all right, Yep. is most salespeople are baby birds. Beaks open to the skies, waiting for mama, mer mama bird Google to drop a worm in their mouth. Mm -hmm. Okay? And... They get pissed at their marketing companies. They get, you know, my vehicle signs don't work. This doesn't work. I've posted on social before. It doesn't work. Okay. It works. You just haven't figured out how to make it work for you. Mm -hmm. All right. And that's where you have to put the reps in. So stop being a waiter and be on the attack with your social. And when I say be on the attack, I don't mean like you're on there going, hey, hire us. I'm talking established date. It's free, by the way. Okay. It's. You could do it for free. You certainly could pay for it. I'm actually not a fan of paying for social media stuff until you're at a certain point. So you have you have kind of planted the the flag on how our culture looks here and how we do things. I always tell right? people you have to pay your so, dues on social media yes, before you yes. start considering paying for social media. And when I say by yeah, paying I, your dues, it's mm -hmm. like you got to post, you got to share, you got to build your personality, mm -hmm. you got to build your character, you got to show insight into why your company is the best, interested, why your crew is solid. You mm -hmm. got to, you got to pay your dues. And it's sending all those messages without saying we're the best and look how amazing we exactly. are. It's going, hey man, I'm super proud of Rick and Dave out here on the job site today. Yeah. You know, like you're sitting in your truck and you pull up and you go live. Yeah. And you go, let me show you. I haven't even gotten out of the truck yet. All right. But just look at our job site. Look how meticulous this thing looks. I am so proud of these guys. Flip the camera back around. I'm going to go give them a bonus or something right now. See you guys tomorrow. Done. Yeah. It could be that quick. Yeah. It doesn't have to, and you know, stop trying to be perfect with your posts. You're not going to be perfect. Be a human being. But the time thing is interesting because there is enough time in the day. And and I realized this. The biggest lesson I I um I when I learned this, I've been all over the world in the Marine Corps. Um, three of our five kids are, were adopted. One is from Haiti. His name's Tiga. He works HVAC now. He's twenty three. When I went when we went to adopt Tiga from Haiti, um, I learned that there's plenty of time in the day. Lots. When you're in the middle of Haiti, away from the distractions of life, okay? And so we allow ourselves to be distracted here, by the way, mm -hmm. okay? But when you really get down to the simplest form of living your life, 24 hours a day is plenty of time. <laughs> it's just how you choose to use it, right? And and that was a big wake-up call for me because I'm like, I just thought about all the things that aren't necessary that I do in a day. And so do a time audit. Again, I'm not saying things aren't important and don't have their time, but I, there are always some daily non-negotiables. And I believe marketing your business is one of those things. All right. I, I believe taking care of you, your body and your relationships, right? One and two. Number three, let's go. We'll just move to the number three would be taking care of the people in your company, yep. loving them. 
whatever that looks like. And, and loving them could be as simple as showing up at the job site and smiling and giving them a fist bump. Go, man. Just respect. Hey, yeah. I appreciate you, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I know you just had a baby a couple months ago and it's probably been a real grind. And man, you've been Johnny on the spot with work here. And I just want to let you know I appreciate it. That's that's it. I most people don't get that in a day ever. Okay. So these aren't big, huge, gargantuan tasks. Then you move into like the tactical stuff of running a business, going, all right, well, if I don't have a lead, I don't have a sale. So if I want a sale in my non-negotiable is we bring the cash register every day of the year. 365 days a year is our expectation, okay? If that's the standard, how do you think we're going to show up in our marketing? Because yeah. what you do today in marketing, you're going to get three to six to 12 months from now. So if you don't have any work right now or work is slow, it's the result of what you weren't doing back six months ago. That's why marketing is such a necessity in business is every day you're, you're recruiting customers. And honestly, the other thing is every day you're recruiting your team. Even yeah. if you don't need to hire, yeah. you're doing do those two things. Um, you will be a strong business before you know it because those habits will kick in. This is the way we do things here. So I, I believe when people say they don't have time, they really, it, it comes down. I guess the whole point of me rambling here is the whole point is they have not chosen to live to a certain standard or code in their own life about what's important and what's, necess what's necessary in their personal life and in their business non-negotiably. And when you do that, time shows up. What, what's kind of interesting, Tom, is that I love what you're saying, is that recently I've been looking at, as we get older, right, we, we look at time differently than we did in our 20s, right? Mm -hmm. Like everybody that's younger, they're like, oh, we got all this time. We got all kinds mm -hmm. of, I'll do this, I'll sleep in here, I'll take care of that later on, I'll get to that eventually. But then as you get older, you start realizing, no, time is a lot more valuable than that. I start looking at it like, okay, if there's certain things that are going on in a day, there's certain musts, just like the way you've just been describing, like there's non-negotiable, these things have to happen for me to move forward personally, professionally, all kinds of levels, right? But then you start looking mm -hmm. at certain things that social media is a distraction. It's easily to get consumed and rabbit hole right into that whole garbage society of it, right? But you need to ignore that and say, listen, this is not adding to me personally and not adding to my business professionally. Mm -hmm. So if it's not, then you got to get rid of it. And it makes me think about my early days in construction where I was always worried about everybody that was on the job site. And I considered my last me the last, last. person to take care of which yeah. was the biggest mistake, biggest mm -hmm. mistake. Because the thing is, if I'm not there, if I'm not there, there, you know what I mean? And you, you can't build the business at that point. So if you're caring yeah. about everybody else but you, you can't build the business. And that's sure enough what happens. And it got me thinking that you almost have to clean house. If your business is not growing where it's supposed to be growing, and if it's not optimizing the way it should be, then you need to figure out first why. And if it's you, if you're the reason why, because you're either giving too much to too many other crews or sub crews or whatever it is, mm -hmm. if you're giving off too much and not taking home enough, you think you're making money, but you're not when you actually balance and audit everything and you go, we didn't make that much money on that job. Yeah. We should have made more money, right? Then you need to start mm -hmm. cleaning house. And I, I treat it like no differently than Patrick Swayze walking into Roadhouse and he assessed the bar and he realized who was valuable and who wasn't. 
And then the next day he comes in and assembles everybody and he gives pink slips deservingly to people that deserve those pink slips, right? And I think Mm -hmm. that that's what contractors, if you want your business to get to a certain point, if you really want it to get to a certain point that you've always dreamed about when you were younger and you got started in this business, then you need to honestly realize who has value and who doesn't have value and, and nurture what has value and who and get rid of that doesn't. Yeah, you know, um, it's really easy to look at our teams and go and point point the finger, right? To blame. I am one hundred percent of a fan of of pruning the tree, cleaning house, whatever you want to talk about it. But never until I've looked in the mirror and asked myself. Have I done everything I can to set these people up for success? Yes. Sometimes it's as simple as do they know even what it takes to do their job here? Like what's expected of them? Yeah, they have a job description. When's the last time we looked at that? What metrics are in place so they know on a regular basis if they're winning or not? What training and support have I given? If I haven't done those things, then I will go to that person and I will go, hey, Manny, listen, man. Um. I'm not happy with, with how things are going with your role right now. Okay. But listen, I, I got to apologize. Um, I've really dropped the ball on setting you up for success and in the process. I'm just getting resentful. So, so are you open to working on this with me and fixing this? Like I'm going to approach it in a way where I'm going to fall on the sword first. If there's anything that I could have done better, then I'm going to work unless there's integrity issues or they yeah. steal or, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But I'm just talking like, Oh, they're not hitting job budgets or whatever, you know? Well, why no, no, talk, like I'm not budgets? talking about you know, just, I, I know you're yeah, not, I'm, I'm not, not going I mean, up dude, to them fight, going, listen, you're out of here. Yeah. 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 No, no, no. I'm well, like, I, I want to talk to I you. I fired same way. seven guys in a 20 minute period on a day that we called black Monday in my business back in the early 2000s. Yeah. All right. And they had to go, they had to go. And, and the guys that were left, our, our profit doubled immediately because we kept the right people. And, and, but when I look at what got us to that black Monday, I allowed certain things in the culture. I allowed them to, to treat other yes. coworkers that way. I allowed them to be five minutes late on a regular basis yes. because I was led by fear going, I can't get rid of them. I need people. Right. And so when our decisions are being guided by fear, that's a problem. I can't let go of this guy. He's my best carpenter. Yeah. Then, you know, you, you got some problems because and I'm, it, dude, I I've kept people. I actually keep people way longer than I should because I always, I'm, I like everyone. Like that's why I don't, they don't let me hire in my own company anymore. <laughs> I'm not allowed to be part. The only part of the hiring process that I'm in is we jump on a zoom and I'm like, Hey, nice to meet you, man. Welcome. Yeah. You know? And if there's any, unless you like, just say or do something totally off the wall, like you're hired. Right. And because I like everyone, I could find a reason to hire anybody. I could find a reason to keep anybody. All right. So I'm actually not the best at this, but I, and I think part of it, it's my own shit too. Right. Like I'm not, I'm not exempt from this is I just want to make sure I'm doing my part. I'm carrying my water to help people be successful. And if I don't feel like I've carried my water and set you up for success, I have a really hard time letting you go. You know, that's, so, that's just, I agree. Know, and I think that's good and bad, right? It's, it, you can make the case either way. It, it brings me to my next question for you is that, do you think the majority of contractors out there and tradespeople out there 
Do you think that they start the year planning the year and having key milestones? But my problem is that I feel that they do, but as soon as they start veering off, they don't course correct and they don't tackle it. They don't go front head and just work on getting to that, that planning stage where they started the year that way. They just yeah. let it ride at that point, which basically by the end of the year, in all fairness, as a contractor, you should be achieving the end of the year in the same way that you planned on. But if you didn't, you need to take a hard look and go back at the start of the year and wonder, mm -hmm. where did I fuck up? Like, because it's still your business. Yeah. Um, I believe damn near everyone starts the year with goals. Yeah. Right. Like they, you know, Hey, I want to double the business. I want to, um, couple mistakes I see with the goals. Number one, I don't see people getting specific enough with the goals. So for instance, I want to grow by $500,000 this year, right? Let's just pick a number. Mm -hmm. Uh, say I'm a painter. Uh, I want to do another 500 grand in revenue. I want to go from 2 million to 2.5. Being specific would be um, what types of projects do you want those to be? What area of town, what zip codes do you want those to be? Like that's how specific I like to get on goals. So I want to, so it would look like, hey, we're going to do an additional 500 grand of interior painting in 2024 in the blah, 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 blah area of town. Now it just narrows your focus and it, it makes it easier for you to tactically attack that area, right? Or that thing, number one. I think that's one mistake is, is specificity of goals. The second thing I think is mistake that's made is people get off track because they never take time to because a goal is or a dream is nothing more than something that's out there in the future and you you want to grab it and bring it to today <laughs> all right well the biggest breakdown is people don't take the time to really get clear on what our daily standard needs to be each day to get us towards that goal how is manny responsible for this goal so like if I want to grow by half a million and, and you're on the team, right? It might look like I'm going to I'm going to send three UIT messages a day to our past customer database. That that's a thing. That that's a thing we do in our our group. Okay? Um I'm I'm going to reach out and I'm going to meet one new influencer relationship per day. I'm going to touch base with one, you know, new builder, a new GC, a new realtor, a new, whatever you want to, whoever an influencer to me is who stands in front of my ideal clients hundreds of times a year. They need to know who I am. Yeah. Okay. So we don't, you know, we want to, I want to be X amount more profitable this year. Right. Okay. Well, a daily action would be job costing the project we're on today. I don't care if it's a three week project, where are we at at the end of each day? Because again, you get more of what you put your focus on. So I, I really think the people start the year or a period or a quarter with great intentions, but we don't break it down to the discipline that it takes, the daily actions. Because dude, success is inconvenient and it doesn't care how we feel, right? Like it's just to be successful, it's going to be inconvenient. It's inconvenient to do the things that that 
you need to do each and every day to get to where you want to go. But those you're stacking something in one direction or another. You're stacking wins or stacking losses. Every day, you don't look at the numbers. You're stacking in the wrong direction. Every day you do some sales training and do some role plays, you're stacking in the right direction. So I think reaching the goals that you want is a matter of focusing on the process of getting there each day, not the goal. In fact, I hardly ever look at my annual goals. I look at, okay, I do three UITs a day. I do two influencer touches a day and I create X amount of pieces of content per day for the fight brand. Those are the things I focus on. And when I do those things, we wake up at, at the end of the first quarter. We're like, Hey, we're ahead. <laughs> okay. And then everybody on the team has these well. Okay. So crew leaders or whatever, if you got in the field or your other salespeople and this and that, when you're all, all those daily actions, the discipline of that is going to get you to the wins that you want. It's, it's not just setting the goal. Do, do you think contractors out there, because we know this for a fact that um, it's a lot easier not to do the hard work, right? Mm -hmm. and, and acceptable. It's sad, but the majority, like if you're, if you're trying to be part of the top, it's a, it's a lot easier to, to not do the hard work. But do you think that they sit back and they just go, you know what, what is the alternative to this? If I don't do these three, if I don't send out these two messages, if I don't do a half a dozen sales calls today, if I don't do a cost analysis today, do they literally sit down and think about what the alternative is and they consider themselves, this is what I could potentially be a year from now, this is what I could be a year from now. Do they look at not doing all that hard work and going, I'm okay with being the alternative. Because I have a funny feeling that most contractors, because they've been in this situation where they reach out to someone like yourself and they start talking to you and they start mm -hmm. realizing, hang on a sec, if I can just do these little steps every single day and it'll get mm -hmm. me so much further, why aren't I doing that? Because they've been running their business for years this way and they've been accepting the alternative this way for years and years and years. Before you know it, your contractor has been in the business for 20 plus years and you haven't made the money. You're back to making that 55K a year instead of the potential 100K a year. Why aren't more trades embracing the 100K? Are you looking to connect with key decision makers and influencers within the Toronto's built environment? Join more than 10,000 attendees, including Deloitte, RioCan, Broccolini, LedCore, Ellis Don, Multiplex, Colliers, and more at The Building Show taking place November 30th to December 1st. Across three days, The Building Show features countless networking opportunities like Hard Hat Happy Hour, more than 500 exhibitors on the expo floor to source new products from, and educational sessions covering the topics that matter most to you, such as how to run an effective business, high-performance construction projects, and looks into new legislation and changes to the building codes. If that's not enough to convince you, mention code CONSTRUCTIONLIFE when registering and you'll save 10% off your building show pass. Register online at www.thebuildingshow.com. Well, I think the, the uh, we'll speak to the owners here. Yeah. I, I think, um, and I've seen, not, not so much I think, I've just seen people don't, they don't truly make a commitment I know I sound like a broken record with this man, but they, they, they're not, they haven't made a commitment to a code that they're going to live by and a standard they're going to live to every day. And they, they, and then what happens is every day that you don't honor that standard, your confidence takes a hit, 
right? And every day you do honor your standard, your confidence grows and creates momentum. So I, I really think it's a confidence issue. Every time that, you know, I was going to do these three customer touches today and I didn't do them, all right? Somewhere in your brain that's going, loser, you know, once again, all right? Um, and, oh, I'll, I'll do the job costing tomorrow. I don't feel like it today. So we let our feelings dictate how we show up each day, uh, which 99% of humanity does that, which is why you know, the truly elite and uncommon are doing the stuff that we're talking about right now. They're like, I don't care how I feel. I mean, dude, I had to get up extra early. I got a crazy day today. I had to get up extra early. I'm on 75 hard. I don't know if you know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the third time I spend like half of my year on this, on the program. And I'm like mapping out when I got to do my first workout today, based on the schedule I have and things going on. And I had to get up way earlier when that alarm went off. You think I felt like getting up? No, nobody. No, but I made the commitment to see this thing through and it's non-negotiable. Right. And so, um, so I, I think a huge part of it is just, they truly haven't planted their flag and just and chosen to live to a standard. And the second part of that is when things are going good is actually one of the most harmful times as a business owner, when things are going good, yeah. you're not as hungry as when you were broke, when you were starting and this and that. So when things are good, it's really easy. Uh, my coach guy named Ben Newman, he'll, he'll say, you're seduced by your success. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I call it, you read your own press clippings. Hey, we had a record month. We can coast now. We're having a great year. I look out, we're 12 weeks booked out. We don't have to do the UITs today. We don't have to do this today. And then you create a habit of taking your foot off the gas and inconsistency comes in and kills any discipline that you have. And then you wake up a year from now, not hitting your goals. There's so many things that are connected, but I think the root of this is, is truly daily discipline. And nobody likes to hear it. It's not fun. It's not sexy. It's not, you know, it's not, you know, push a button and get 5,000 qualified leads in 24 hours and all this other shit that you promised in the world. Listen, everyone's got to get used to waking up and not having a cheerleader right then and there for you. Whether you are with a significant other or not, or you've got kids or whatever, but if you are disciplined enough and hungry enough, you'll wake up at that odd hour that you used to come in at in your 20s. And you'll wake up and you'll start the day and you'll realize that when you look over your shoulder, nobody's here cheering me on doing this. That's when you actually should be doing it the most and understanding that you're doing it. I get the sense that a majority of the contractors out there, they don't treat their business as a life or death situation. I think their business is running just at good enough. I'm making just enough money to maintain Mm -hmm. all my overhead, my bills. I can buy another tool maybe this month. I'm making just enough money that I can get the next project. They're not realizing that they're on the cusp of losing everything if they don't move forward. So it's like they're just being seduced with the fact that my business is okay. Mm Mm-hmm. And, they're, and then they try to sit down and figure out my business could be amazing, but it's going to take all this extra effort that I have to do. And am I willing to do that? Well, I've got family and I've got troubles and mm-hmm. I've got other problems and I got things that are going on. So then I'm being compounded and then I'll slip today. I'll slip tomorrow. I'll slip this week. And then before you know it, your business is on track to being okay. And then your business is going to go under at that point. And it's going to take some time. It ain't going to be a every- blink of an eye. Every moment counts. Yeah. 
everything you do and everything you don't do sends a message, tells a story and stacks in one direction or another. Everything matters. And, and that's, that's a sad thing, dude. Like I could eat a donut a day, you know, and not see the consequences of it for many days or months or years down the road. Right. But I'm like, if, if I don't work out, don't take care of my, you know, whatever bad habit, any bad habit, I don't care what it is. Right. And I want to be clear here. I'm not like ripping on the intentions of the people listening to this right now. There's good men and women that are busting their asses. They're doing everything they know to do right now. Well, we're just opening your eyes to a new next level of knowing what to do and how to show up. And I think one of the big things I've been kind of still thinking about why people don't reach their goals, what I've seen in myself and in others is if I'm not reaching my goals at some level, it's because I don't trust myself. Hmm. I don't trust myself to show up and, and honor the commitments that I made today. And every day that I show up and I dishonor a commitment I made, I didn't do the follow-up call. I didn't do the job cut, whatever, Phil, I didn't write the blog post. I didn't have the meeting, the tough conversation with the employee. It's just another reason for me not to trust myself And then I start trending in that direction. But that's why the discipline is so important is every time you honor a commitment, your trust in yourself goes up. Okay. And that's why people like talk about going to the gym. I don't want to hire a personal trainer and I don't want to join a gym and commit to this meal plan. It's yeah, a little bit of, I think a little bit of it is is like, yeah, it's going to be hard, but I think the bigger pictures, I don't trust myself to follow that because I know myself, I'm not a disciplined person. And that's the story you're telling yourself. I agree with you about the trust. I also get a sense that you'll get some contractors will probably look at themselves and go, I don't think I deserve that success. I mm-hmm. think that they look at other people on social media, whether it's true or not, if they are actually as successful as they're presenting themselves, you know what I'm talking about, the fakers out there and just mm-hmm. all that shit, like the glamorous life or what have you. And, and they're looking at it going, I want to be at that level, but I don't think I deserve to be at that level. And maybe at the start of their career, they were told by other contractors, don't, don't be dreaming that big. Don't be thinking that. You're a contractor. You're a tradesperson. You, sh- you should only be making 55, 60K, and that's what you should be just providing just enough for your family, just enough for you. Mm-hmm. All this just enough crap, right? So then they yeah. start thinking yep. that, like you just said, I don't trust myself, and I feel I don't deserve the success, which are two things yep. that's total bullshit. Huge. Huge. Total bullshit. Well, let, let's, let's pull that out a minute. Let's unpack that for a second. Who deserves success? every single person that wants it yeah those who work for it yeah those who put the time in those who pay their dues now deserving and being worthy of to me are two different things right like i i tell my kids you can have whatever you want okay but the success you want the level of success that you say you want in this area that you're going after right now honey is going to require something of you yeah right and so if we, we will know, time will tell if you truly deserve it by the work you put in and the consistency and the commitment and the sacrifices you make. You are 100% worthy and, and um, um, capable and just as um, bigger definition of the word deserving because I'm not as, uh, I can't think of another word right now. You're just as deserving as anybody else who wants to put in the work. Right. But it's going to come down to you when in those moments. And so, you know, you, you kind of, you, you get what you work for. 
you know, you're where you're at because of the choices that you made. And so, so to me, like, um, now there, there's also, let's put our focus on, I deserve, I have massive goals just like you do, Manny, that are bigger. And I'll, I will, I personally try to set goals that I'll never reach. You okay? should. Because it just creates more out of me, right? I have to be better. I can look at the work that I'm doing right now that I, and I haven't achieved the results yet, but I could look and go, damn right. I deserve it. Cause I'm putting in the work and I'm committed. And, and so it's putting that energy out there. You know what? I'm not where I want to be yet, be yet, but I'm earning it right now. And I deserve it when it comes because of the work that I'm putting in right now. So I, I, I think this whole, um, worthiness and deserve and, and yet yeah, it's rooted in this garbage that money. I mean, I grew up being told Reavers don't make money, you know, rich people are shitheads, you know, fill in the blank, all these other things. And so we all grow up with some sort of baggage in our life. I mean, dude, I literally rode the short bus for two years in grade school was in special ed. I carried with me, I'm 54. Now I carried with me till I was probably 30, 35 years old that I'm stupid. Yeah. I was already a successful business owner, uh, you know, meritoriously decorated Marine, you know, all his other stuff, lots of success on the sports field, this, that, but I still had this little thing in my head, big thing, big anchor. I'm dragging, dragging around going, I'm stupid. Cause I had my shit from my past that I had to work through. Okay. And until I worked through that, I was not going to achieve the things that I was working so hard for. Because my I had that mental block there that I truly didn't believe that I was worthy of it because I was stupid. So there's a whole you unpack you open up a whole can of worms of the whole value <laughs> thing. No, but that this is why, you know, in the fight we talk all the time, like, hey, it's time to stop. How about living in a fucking gated community instead of just working in them? Yeah. Right? Um, you know, how about uh I, I mean, we 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 have a joke in our group that, you know. People are like, oh, why didn't you become a doctor or a lawyer and make some real money? Because I couldn't live on their salary. All right. <laughs> they don't make enough money. All right. Um, the money is there. It's easy to find. You just got to go get it. And you got to put the work in and build your confidence, put the reps in and learn to trust yourself. And I promise you, it's going to shake out. It might not shake out the way you think it's going to shake out, but you will shake out better on the other end. You always do. You know, so speaking on that goal thing, I just want to share that I, w I probably want to be the first contractor that wants to be on Virgin Galactic. I want to be the first contractor out in space. And I already know what the ticket price costs. It's 250K. And I mean, me being at 51, pushing 52, I'm looking at it like 250K is not that much money to be the first mm -hmm. contractor out in space. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So it's just yeah. like you got to set these goals that are just going to keep on pushing you to limits that are just insane. But who is to just you what you want to do if this, right. if that's what you want to do that's what you want to do i want to ask you tom we still got more to ask i, I want to ask you everybody's construction business is not always going perfect yeah right there's always room for improvement but i guess that you're getting approached by a lot of contractors that are probably at the extreme where they're probably at the end of their wits and they're they're trying to figure out how do i and I'm like, what's the first thing that you can tell them today? They're listening to this show. We posted it in the future and they're listening to the show now. What's the one thing after they finish listening to this, if they haven't already made notes, what do they do? Do they make a phone call? Do they 
reach out to their web person? Do they talk to their four person? Do they talk to the next client? What do they do? What should they do? If if they're struggling? Yes. Uh, Both, you know what, take both. If they're struggling struggling and if they're doing well, right? If they're struggling how? Financially, we'll just call it financially. Let's say they're not hitting their markers because they're having sit downs with their significant other and they're realizing that they're not hitting, they're just surviving financially. Yeah. The number one thing to do is start selling and selling and producing your work at a 50% gross profit. That Reevaluate your value. Way. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, even, even like prove me wrong is what I would tell them. Cause a lot of guys, their, their, their belief in whether they could do that um, might be lagging behind the action they can take to yeah. put it in play. You, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so we have a lot of, I, I, <laughs> I have a guy who's one of our coaches now who joined our program to prove uh, prove us wrong that it wouldn't work for him. Okay. So the belief wasn't there and, until he started doing. So right now, the next bid, right immediately, you just go, if it costs me, if it costs me a buck, I'm charging at least two to the customer. And now it's on me to finish the job on time and on budget to keep half of the money I sold the job for. That 50% goes towards overhead and net profit. That is the fastest way like if somebody's struggling, that's, that's what I would tell them. Right. Um, what, what if someone's doing well, what if the business is good and they just want to grow it more? Uh, I would get really clear on what you want to grow. I think, um, you know, meaning, do I want to grow my time off? Do I want to grow my profits? Do I want to grow my team, my revenues? There's a lot of things we could grow. I think when you say scale and grow, people immediately think top line, I want to scale my business. Right. And so we have a lot of people that come to us, um, actually more people than are, that are really struggling, believe it or not, that know that there's another level, they're already successful, and they're not satisfied with where they're at. So for those people who are already winning right now, I would, um, I would get really clear on what that next level of success looks like for you, your wants and don't wants. What do I want this thing to look like, feel like? How do I want to use my time? How do I, you know, how can I work myself out of a, a role here so that I'm bored? I actually want the CEO of a business to be bored because now they can open up to their next level of relationships, other investment opportunities, bringing in key people to grow the business more once they get out of the way. So, um, but to connect there, I would just say, what is somebody's already winning? What is you not being dialed in in the way that we've been talking about with discipline and some of these, the standard and our code and what is it costing you in the long run? What's it going to cost you when you go to exit your business someday? Yeah. You know, by you not stacking the wins and creating the culture where this is how we do things here. What, what's that doing to your multiplier down the road? If you want to sell your business, you know, every day counts, every day matters. Tom, I love it when somebody comes to us and they're like, I'm winning, but I know there's another level. Is, you know? is, is, like, Tom, isn't there always another level? Like, whether it's you're finding more family time, whether it's finding more personal time, whether it's growing the business and scaling it or whatever, whether it's hiring somebody to take, whether it's retirement and handing off what you mm-hmm. built to somebody else to grow further, is that not another level? There's always another level. I think there's always another level if you're always working on you. Cause you're yeah. always changing. I'm yeah. not any, you know, I don't want to be the same guy you're for a while than I am today. I mean, yeah. I want to keep some of the good shit. Right. But like you get what I say what yeah. I mean by that. So I, I just think is if you're, that's why we work so much on you and getting oxygen and feeding your mind and your body and 
you're, you know, I, there's always going to be a next level be, based on the experiences they have, that we have, the adversity that we get hit by, that it's going to open your eyes to new things. Uh, I think the, um, um, fulfillment is going to mean something different to you a year from now or 10 years from now than it does now. Success is going to mean, success means something very different to me now than it did. You know, I remember I, I would used to say, if I could just make 3,500 bucks a, a month, I'd be successful. Mm-hmm. That's because that's where I was at that point in my life. Yeah. Right. Man, if I could just do this, if I could just do that, but don't settle for that. And I think people get stuck because once they reach that, right, they they haven't been working on themselves, so they, they're not opening up those new opportunities. And, and everybody listen to this. You're capable of great things. You're capable of amazing relationships. You look at the people that you respect in the world right now on social media or the media or whatever business in your community. I don't care what it is. I promise you, you have what it takes to be where they're at if you truly want to be there. You have what it takes. You just got to plant your fucking flag and go get it. Hold and on. understand and and understand real quick here. I I talk about playing the game with patient urgency. Okay? I am patient for all of my results and everything that I do, but I'm urgent about what I have control over today. Yeah. Like and I think that's a good mix, right? Like I'm I'm urgent, man. There's no better time than yesterday to send the email, to make the phone call, to you know, to to whatever the thing is. However, I know that shit takes a while to compound and grow and this and that best time to plant a tree 20 years ago. Second best time today. It's so true. Uh, Tom, how, how long you been doing the contractor fight now? Um, I had a, uh, I had a podcast in a, in a coaching business that started in, um, 2015, I guess it was. 2014, 15, we rebranded in 20 June of 2017 to the fight. Okay. So officially whatever that's been. Um, and, uh, yeah. And so our, we have a team scattered across the United States. I've got, you know, my videographer lives here in Colorado with me. Um, we have about a team of 20, 22 people, you know, dozen or so coaches, great support team. Um, all of our coaches are active contractors or they've sold a business and they've exited and, and now they're mentoring others and they're fighting the same fights and have fought the same fights. Everybody else is. And, you know, those are still active or still dealing with the crazy customers and the issues and the weather and the circumstances that yeah, you are. But it could always be a good fight. It doesn't always have to be a bad fight, yeah. right? It could always yeah. be a good fight. And I wanted to ask you is um, why, why did you start it? Um, I grew up in a family of contractors and my whole life I did everything I could to not be in the trades. Cause all I saw were guys that were working their asses off and they were tired, dirty and broke. They weren't going on vacations. We never went on vacations. We never had any money. Um, and I just, um, you know, family extended family and, you know, lo and behold, I end up, starting a painting company one day and now i'm i'm going man all this intention and all it take that i'm putting into this and i'm trying to do great work and at the end of the day everybody's getting theirs but me and i'm like it was just a fairness thing just going where's this come from and i think over the years and you know i sold my half of the company in 2012 and i started 
speaking and doing some things here and there before I officially started the fight. And I just got to see that there's so many good men and women in this industry that we all know that are solving problems every day. They're making, I mean, take contractors away for a week. What happens in the country, man? What happens in the world, right? Like there's some problems. And there's so some major problems. Um, and I think for so many years, you know, all I ever heard growing up was the trades are a good fallback option. You should go yeah. to college. Yeah. And and so I started the fight in short to kind of combat that, to go, no, the, the, it's not a fallback. It, it's a great option. There's You could do a lot of good in the world. You can make shit tons of money. You can help a lot of people, employ people. You could develop leaders that could go on and do amazing things in your company or start their own companies. Like we have this amazing industry of human beings that are extremely talented they just lack some knowledge and some implementation on some of the key elements of the business and so i started it to, to bring respect and, and dignity back to the trades you know that's that's really the why good for you man i'm glad that you did i i want to let everybody know as we get towards the end of the show here i really appreciate your time tom i know you're a busy guy man i know you're a busy guy and i want to get to the 12 questions because i'm very Let's interested in the answers uh but did, did we cover everything like i want to i want everybody to understand that go to the website honestly the contractorfight.com sell uh, unafraid.com and then also reach out to you on the the real tom reber on uh, instagram and and then you can get to the website that way and you can find out about all the programs that you're offering all the coaching that you're offering and everything that's associated with it right yeah we got it we got we have more free content on planet earth than anyone else doing what we do that is value our free shit's better than the paid stuff that's out there with a lot of people just to be blunt um if you go to sellunafraid.com you can get we have a, a download there you can grab of how to spot a cheap prospect before you go waste a bunch of time trying to sell them a job we'll it's give a you valuable a tool, tool. So sellunafraid.com yeah. Just some things to ask them, things to say, way to show up uh, in, in your spirit of conversation. Um, but uh, yeah, man, I appreciate you having me. And let's uh, let's hit these 12, man. What let's, do we got? Let's do these 12 before we start building on the moon. Uh, what everyday sound brings you joy and comfort? My water features. What's your favorite beverage? Blase Azul Reposado Tequila. What's your least favorite tool? Oh, those uh, those stupid tools they try to sell homeowners to paint their houses. All those stupid things. You mean like the you the know. padded uh, the little padded uh, thing? The, the, the wheels on it, and I'm like, oh. we, yeah. I mean, anything like that. Give me a break. Hire a professional. Uh, yeah. What turns you on creatively? Uh, speaking to move people's hearts. What word or concept do you find overused these days? Uh, in business scale. What is your favorite curse word? Fuck. What do you miss about your childhood? Oh, man. Oh, I just, you asked that. I'm going to boom. Okay. <laughs> I miss playing outside until the street lights came on. Yeah. That was just a cool looking back. Just going. It's a cool feeling. On. Your friends are getting home. darker. You can't yeah. see them. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite vehicle in the entire world? Anything in the world? I really don't have one. I'm not a I'm not a car guy necessarily. Any vehicle. It could be a yeah, space shuttle. I, it could be a train. Like it could be a, anything. I like a good like Tahoe RST. I like being in a in a vehicle, nice vehicle with leather stitching and up a little higher and 
that or a Maserati are pretty sweet. So there you go. Nice. What term or phrase resonates with your core, who you are as an individual? Fight. 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 If you could master, master a skill outside of your own expertise, what would it be? I would be a world-class bass guitarist. I'm a drummer. I've played drums forever and bands and this and that, but I love the bass, man. I don't know that many drummers that wanted to switch over to bass in history. Oh, Are yeah. there a lot? You don't have to lug you don't have to lug it up. Try lugging a drum true, set three true, flights of stairs. True, it's true. Like that, yeah, it's uh, true. if you could speak to a, any historical figure, who would it be and what would you ask? Jesus. And what um, how we doing? It's a good like, question. Really, how are we doing? <laughs> Lends me to the last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear from God when you arrive at those pearly gates? Uh, I want a fist bump and a well done. Yeah, that's all you need. Tom, that's it, man. Absolute pleasure having you on the show, man. Thank you so much, bro. Man, I appreciate it, man. It was great chatting with you and uh Hopefully somebody got at least one thing that oh, makes they got a little several. bit better here today. They so. got several things. I you know this. You There's lots of contractors yep. out there that need a lot of guidance and they need to they need uh, others that have been in this industry kind of speaking the truth, even though it hurts, they gotta listen to it. They gotta yeah. listen to it. So don't go don't go anywhere just yet. Uh yeah, I just want everybody to know the contractorfight.com at real Tom Reber and also sellunafraid.com and you'll get all this information from there. That's it, Tom. Don't go anywhere. Thanks, Angelina.